goalkeepers from Trail, British Columbia, have a battering style of play. Welcome to The Smoke Show with your hosts, Ben Phillips and Rob Squires. Welcome back for another episode of The Smoke Show podcast and it's the playoff preview. The BCHL season is behind us. Now time for the real season, and now time for a bit of a David versus Goliath matchup uh, in in the postseason as the Smoke Eaters up against it. A rematch from last year's playoff scenario against the Penticton Bees. Uh, takes all, first to win four games. Uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll start there. We'll bring in Rob Squires, who I'm sure has plenty to say on the subject uh, once again here on Smoke Show Podcast. Not a lot at all. I'm gonna leave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> just, just back and forth like that the entire yeah. episode. Riveting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think you summed it up uh, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's been a it's been a, a long last few weeks. Let's be honest. Uh, you know, we kind of settled into the idea of where we were gonna finish up for for the regular season, and you know, seeing that Penticton had wrapped up first. Uh, I don't know, back in December. Um, you know, we kind of. <laughs> kind of knew where that was going to go and um you know we we kind of know what to expect there it's 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 you know there's a there's a big hill to climb there for the smoke eaters but um as you mentioned uh, regular season's over yeah they went 50 and three and um you know outscored their opponents by almost four goals a game and and have a ridiculously strong power play record and but that all gets reset to zero it's zero zero it's no wins for anybody and you know anything is possible and that's why we have to play these games so um, you know, not to, to make any light of the situation. It's going to be an uphill battle for the Smoke Eaters, but, um, you know, they have the chance. They have the opportunity to go in and do what they did last year and, and win that first game and and, and create a, an opportunity for themselves to kind of go on one of those storied runs and, and make something happen. And, and that's why we love this game and that's why they play these games. So, um, you know, you look back at the last few weeks and there's definitely some highlights there of, you know, their ability to knock off some teams that maybe they were up against it. And, you know, you might have expected some of those score lines to go the other way. And they played some really good hockey in, in short man situations. And, you know, they've dealt with a lot of adversity and, and yeah. you know, they've been up against it right from, let's call it, right from the from the getting back from the Christmas break. And so this is a team that's battled through everything and they found themselves a way into the playoffs and, and an opportunity to, to, to make a story happen starting uh, this Friday night. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I should start letting you do the intros from now on because uh, <laughs> to throw everybody for a loop, just all of a sudden it's Rob Squires. Uh, no, you're, you're completely right. And I think, you know, as as we move into the, looking at the playoffs, you can't do that without looking back at how did we get here. You know, going into the Christmas break, the Smokers were fourth, three points out of third, four points out of second, I believe. And, you know, a mountain behind Penticton. But again, that was because they had first place wrapped up at that point. Like we just said, like they go into that Christmas break, they're on a six game win streak, you know, and again, they're, they're in fourth. They're, they're right in the middle of the pack there. And it's just been a, you know, one thing after another for this forward group, mainly the forward group um, that has been decimated by injuries more so through the month of February, it's gotten better through 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 March, and that's again why we've seen some some of those results start to start to come back, and you start to get those performances that, that we know that they're capable of. But it's been a, a long, grueling three months since the Christmas break for these guys, and you you know I know they're tired of hearing it, you know, shorthanded and and missing guys, you know, they, they wouldn't you know for a second want any of those guys back in the lineup, but. You know, you gotta you gotta put perspective to to what the last three months have been, and it's it's got to be wearing on them to to some degree of, um, 
it, it has seemed like one injury after another that have been more than just a couple week long injuries. They've been significant injuries to significant players. Yeah, you know, we've seen, you know, numerous numbers of APs getting opportunities and guys rotating in and line combinations changing on a nightly basis and, you know, just a constant battle to just try to find ways to to, to put some wins together. And, you know, and we've said it right, you know, right from early on in the season of how competitive this interior division was going to be. And it, and it finished up that way. There was three points between seventh and third. Um, yeah. You know, so even with a, you know, a full lineup and playing, you know, with a full roster of guys expected to be in the lineup, it was going to be a battle to move up and down that, 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 uh, that standing. So, you know, we kind of saw that starting to, to come, you know, into play early on, even before the Christmas break of how tight it was and it continued on. And for the smoke eaters, unfortunately, you know, they did run into a lot of injury trouble, like for the second year in a row um, of a lot of injury trouble. And I forget you had a stat there a few weeks ago of the amount of game, uh, you know, yeah. games missed by players and just a ridiculous number of, of guy, guys being out of the lineup. And it's tough. Not think, it's not just a battle. Like it's 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 tough to just find consistency with those that amount of guys out of the lineup because you're always playing with different guys and you're having to adjust and you know different power plays and different penalty kills and it's just changes throughout. The, it just makes it very tough. Where every week it seems like you're you know probably having to start over with like you know different schemes and different line combos and and you just don't get into a rhythm. So. You know, yeah. it's been tough, but again, I, I think there's positives to come out of that. They found ways to win some games. They found ways to beat teams um, that were, you know, up the standings from them and, and, and competed on a night in and night out basis. There's very few games where you'd be like, wow, they weren't in that from the start. Like there was good games all along. And so there is the opportunity for them to, to have a, a chance to, to make, make a run here and, you know, show what, you know, they've been working and the, you know, obviously running shorthanded like that, you know, I, I would say is a, is a huge team building part in its own. Like these guys are, you know, looking up and down the bench and like, we've gone to war for the last three months with each other. This is yeah. nothing new. You know, this is an opportunity. So I'm excited for it. I think there's definitely a chance and it, it's just a matter of, you know, are they able to, to, you know, play a game in a style that, you know, makes things hard for the V's because the V's have had their way with things for 50 of 54 games <laughs> so it's a matter of you know throwing something plus, plus add 16 in the playoffs last year yeah so at, you know you got to come up with some way to throw something in there that's gonna you know you know throw them off their game a bit and you know a little later we talked with hunter and to spoil it you know he talks it's got to be a physical game you're gonna you're gonna have to make them feel a little uncomfortable in their own building and and play a game they're not they're not gonna want to play not saying they don't have the ability to play a physical game, but they've had their way and, you know, been able to run up scores and, you know, they got guys that are just putting up points at will and, and, you know, best way to stop that is get right in their face and yep. we'll see if they're able to do that. And, and, and if that's the type of game that they're able to bring come Friday night. So, um, yeah, again, I can't say it enough. It, I, I, we got to get the games going. I'm excited to see what, what, what's going to happen and, and, what chance they get. And of course, you know, we get the opportunities in game three and four, regardless to, uh, to welcome the guys back and really kind of give them a bit of a, a push, depending on what they're able to do on the first couple of games. So it should be an exciting series, um, no matter what the outcome. I mean, you're, uh, obviously a couple of things are like, yes. So, uh, first person, obviously Bray Hunter is, is this week's, uh, featured guest here on the podcast. Haven't had him on in, in, in nearly three years. Um, and so excited to, to have him back on the podcast. And we talk a lot of things about the playoff series, about his 20 year old year and um, his junior career and looking forward to to that here in just a, a little bit, but, you know, go back, I believe it was in the weekend in Vernon um, where we did the math. And at that point going into Vernon, there was 130 man games lost from the smoke eaters due to injuries slash illness this year. And that and number has seasons. <laughs> yeah, that that and that number has only grown grown obviously through the last four games and the guys that have gone out and and yeah and and you say it there perfectly too like these guys have gone to war with each other for the last two months of just what they've had to put into these hockey games and the effort that is constantly there regardless of the score line. I mean, if if 
if nothing setting them up better for for this tilt, it's it's been that adversity that they have faced all the way along, and that they are continuing to face into the postseason. And they they they've I'm without a doubt are going to be ready for it. And I know everybody down there is committed to it, like Brady said from uh, the athletic therapist, from the coaching staff uh, to to the players. They're they're committed to putting in the work. I know they've been putting in the work and putting in extra work uh, to make sure that they are at the peak possible performance level that they can be come Friday night. And as in a whole too, you know, when we talk about playoffs, I'm excited about the entire BBCHL playoff scenario and, and some of the matchups, which we'll talk about in the back half, but. Yeah, it's, it's an exciting time of the year. You know, we follow these guys, you know, for, for months now and, and, and watch what's happening and playing out in the standings and, you know, we, you get a good sense of what each team brings now and then to see them go head to head. That's the, the excitement of, of a seven game series playoffs. Um, so excited to get all that going. And um, as you mentioned, as far as the smoke eaters. Yeah, you know, obviously there, nobody ever goes into some and say, well, you know, we're not going to have a chance here. They're, they're, they're building on that. They're, they're obviously they're coming up with game plans on how to best utilize whatever lineup they're able to put on the ice of I mean, you know we expect to see a few more bodies make their way into the lineup as far as you know ap's with some of the some of the injuries that they're still facing and you know those guys will get opportunities and, and hopefully are able to contribute and maybe provide a spark or a different look or dynamic that you know the the bees haven't seen from this team or just create energy for the rest of the team so um yeah it's <laughs> you know as we look forward it, it really there's you can't talk much more about the matchup other than we'll see what they're able to do on the ice. Um, because yeah. it's, 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 you know, we got two teams at different ends of the spectrum coming into the playoffs. And the only thing you can say is the slate is clean. The slate yeah. is clean and it's whoever shows up, come puck drop. And, you know, we, as we've mentioned a few times now, I'm talking about these five minute, you know, segments of each game and, and, and continuing to focus on that and control what they control, stay out of, you know, we talk about Penticton's power play just being so good and especially the extra number of attempts they get at home um, to be able to, you know, stay out of the box and keep clear, keep clear there and, and, you know, have the a chance to to battle in these games and take advantage of the opportunities that they're given when they're given them and and don't make things anything more difficult on themselves. So, yeah, I uh, as you mentioned, though, there's some really good matchups around the rest of the around the rest of the uh the league that we'll take a look at, you know, briefly there, I guess, afterwards, but um, it's an exciting time of the year and it's, you know, the NHL playoffs are a little ways out. So, you know, we get to get ramped up here in the BCHL with their playoffs. And next week we've got uh, NCAA final four action too. So it's an exciting yeah. time of year all the way around. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I think there's not much more to, to say on it without, um, you know, maybe stretching out the points of, you know, you can look on paper and you can look at the, the stats and, and like we say with Brady, like there's an underdog mentality. There has to be, there has to be an underdog mentality, but can this team play with Penticton? They've shown this year that they can. They were the first team to take them to a shootout. They were the first team to take them the distance in a two. They're the first team to hold them to one goal in regulation. And well, actually they weren't the only team, but the, I think they were the second team. Well, only one of two teams to hold them to just one goal in regulation all year long. Um, the only team to beat them last year in the playoffs. And the only team to beat them last year in the playoffs. So they got a lot of things they can hang their hat on. You know, Brady looks back on, you know, beating them in the pod season as well. And, um, you know, that team that they had for the pods was an unbelievable team. How they were able to keep everybody together was was something else. And then now it's, um, you know, for Penticton, you know, they're expected to win. They're expected to come in there and, and walk away with it. And that was what happened last year. They were expected to, and they got a wake-up call in game one, and they, I would say, snuck out games three and four, two-one two, one games. Like, maybe I'm being a bit of a bit, bit on, the, on the homer side, I guess, but I, I need a sound to, effect right there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I always look back to that game three, and, and, you know, you do the what ifs or whatever, but, you know, that first five minutes of game three back in trail, the smoke eaters hit three posts in the first five minutes, missed two open nets. You put any of those pucks in, you're up one, nothing early on Penticton. The crowd was electric. The energy was electric. 
you take that game, you, you make it a two, one series, you're on home ice. I mean, I think this team just needs that, that chance. They just need that opportunity. Um, and they can come out on the other side of it, but again, they're under it, but they've got to show up and we know that they, they, their effort's going to be there. And I, I just look forward to, to the opportunity uh, of what we're, what we're going to see. Uh, you talk, you mentioned show up there. And I think the big part of that is game three and four is that, you know, the smoke eaters faithful has got to show up and, and, you know, that's what creates that extra, you know, they're short yeah. guys on the bench, but that creates such a big difference. The playoff atmosphere in that building, um, when those guys hit the ice and the, the adrenaline and the extra energy that it's given when that building is rocking and full of people, regardless of the outcomes of those first two games, um, gives these guys a shot in the arm right there. And yeah. that, you know, it's been a while since, since I've seen playoff hockey at that, you know, that type of energy. And I can't wait to be in the building on uh, what is it? Tuesday night um, yeah. for game three um, to, to just have that, that feeling of electricity in the building for playoff hockey. Um, yeah, for me, that's 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 been a point I've been waiting for all season. Uh, yeah. To be honest, is is to, to to witness and be part of that, and and hopefully everyone in Trail lines up to to fill the arena for that as well, because it's going to be an amazing night. Well, before we uh, you know talk on just kind of the, the the series and the the schedule and just the last few things, uh, let's let's talk with Brady Hunter. So we'll get her forward. Uh, finished the year with sixty two points on the year. Um, just an unbelievable run in his 20 year old, uh, year, um, and had to do it with a, a plethora of line mates this year, but he was consistent, uh, and, and uh, continued to put up points, led the team in goals and assists, and obviously in points. Brady Hunter here on the Smoke Show Podcast. Joined back here on the Smoke Show Podcast with Brady Hunter, Smoke Eater Forward number 16, first time back on the podcast in quite some time since the pod season uh, in Penticton when we talked to him during his first year as a Smoke Eater. Uh, now, and you know, sad to say it is last year as a Smoke Eater, as a, as a 20-year-old and a graduating player, but um, means we have a lot more to talk about. Brady, welcome back to the Smoke Show Podcast, and how's things going? Thanks, Ben. I'm uh, happy to be here, and uh, things have been good. Let's let's jump jump right into it. I I I think you know, looking back, you know, from from us as a media pers- media you know perspective for for you, um, it's it's been quite a ride. And you know, watching your development from from when you got here to where you are now is is one of the the top players in the BCHL, um, putting up over sixty points this year. Um, just just it's been an incredible ride. You got your your college scholarship. You're going to go play NCAA college hockey next year at Merrimack. Um, as the season, you know, starts to come to its close, obviously regular season's closed. Now it's on the, on the playoffs and, um, who knows where that journey will take us. But for you, have you kind of started to, to think about those kind of things and think about, uh, you know, the, the one journey is kind of coming to an end a little bit. Yeah, for sure. It's always tough as, especially as a 20 year old when the season's, uh, coming to an end and, you know, like going down the last stretch in the regular season, I've had lots of talks with the older guys, uh, the assistant captains, Evan Bushy, Jordan Hendry, Ethan Willoughby, and the other 20-year-old Nick Gremison, kind of about our junior careers and how it's how, how how much fun we've had and, you know, the time we spent in trail and how we've enjoyed it and stuff. So it's definitely fun to look back and uh, kind of reminisce on all the good times you've had and stuff. But at the same time, you know, we're super excited for the playoffs coming up and, you know, we're trying to make this push as long as we can and we want to win a championship. I mean, hey, that's the, that's the right mentality to, to go into the playoffs. It's a new season. Anything that happened over the last six months, you know, really doesn't doesn't matter anymore because, you know, if you're, you know, if you're Penticton and you're, you know, a top team in the regular season, but you're out in the first round, nobody's going to remember remember the season that you had. So um, take us through the, the preparation. Obviously, it's the second year in a row that the, the Smokers are going to play Penticton. Uh, you didn't get to take part last year just because of an injury. How excited are you for for this push, this rematch, and playing uh, your first BCHL playoff games? I'm stoked. Uh, this is a team I've played a lot over the past three years, so I know them well. And you know, it's a team that they've been good every year, but it's a team that I enjoy playing. I like playing against the best, and I think that for me personally, I find I always play better in the big games. And I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, it's been a big week for preparation, kind of leading us into it. Lots of film and meetings and stuff like that, getting our minds right and making sure we're prepared for game one. But I think that we're all pretty excited and ready to go. 
you know, you, you talk about getting prepared and obviously you're working on systems and game plans and stuff, but whenever, whenever game one starts, you know, you guys go into Penticton, you know, it's going to be loud. It should be a pretty, pretty, uh, you know, crazy atmosphere there for, for them to get things going. You know, you look back, you guys took game one last year. Um, the only loss that they got in the entire playoffs, you know, do you guys, do you guys hold on to that? Do you, do you, do you look at that as, you know, let's, you know, re go in and redo what we did last year and it, and what in your minds, the most important thing come the first five minutes of that game, uh, when the puck gets dropped. Yeah, 100%. We definitely have been talking about that game a lot this week. Um, if we look back to that game one last year, we threw 90 hits in that game. And I remember being injured in the stands, like with the scratchers and the other injured players. And like, we were so excited in the stands during that game, just because the energy we brought, everyone was going out on top of their game, flying, playing fast, playing hard. And I think if we bring that same mentality, play fast, play hard, be physical, that's a game that they probably don't want to play. And when we came out uh, last year in that game one and just kind of almost ran them out of their own building, that was that's how we became successful. You know, and I love that. I love that idea of you know, you know, taking it right to them and, and forcing them to change their game. And and by you know, you guys playing what you guys have done best is you know, play an aggressive forecheck, play a physical game. And you know, you look at that that lineup in Penticton and how well they've been on the power play. How do you how do you you know find that fine line of you know, playing that physical, aggressive game, but not giving those them those opportunities on the power play by, you know, being a little over-aggressive. Yeah, it's definitely, you got to walk the line there. Um, at the end of the day, I think most guys know, know where the line is and how to be smart about it. You're not going to get a penalty for finishing a check, but you might get one for punching a guy in the head. So <laughs> might. <laughs> we love to punch guys in the head too. So sometimes... <laughs> You got to put, we, I, we were talking about it today, no punching in the head, just punching in the chest and stuff. So you got to be smart when you do it. And, you know, I think if you look at our team, like anytime there's a scrum around the net or something like that, there's all five guys in it ready to go and, and fight and compete for us. And sometimes maybe we get into too much trouble with them, but especially they, like you said, they have a great power play. So we need to make sure we're staying out of the box. Um, you talk about just you know the, the game one the preparation last year um what else obviously you, you gotta have that that 60 minute you know we had connor Seely on talking on uh, last episode about you know how, how tim breaks the game down into five minute segments win the five minute segments through each period and just and just keep going um you know go take this through you know some of the games this year you know obviously we took them to a shootout two one shootout uh, back in in november um against penticton uh, just an unbelievable performance from from the group that night. And again, a night where we were battling injuries and guys stepped up. Um, I'm sure it's a, another scenario going into this one. For you, obviously, it's your, your first BCHL game, but a 20-year-old who, who's played over 100 games in the BCHL. Um, do you see yourself as someone who's, who's going to be there uh, as a leader or someone who's going to be kind of a, a bit of both, learning from the guys who have been in this scenario before in the playoffs in the heightened atmosphere, the heightened intensity, um, or are you going to lean on that experience and, and help you know some of the younger guys uh, through this? Yeah, I definitely think I'll use the experience that I have, um, you know, from past teams and past seasons and stuff. I've been fortunate to be able to win a championship before and to go on deep playoff runs, and you know, it's at a heightened level now, and you're playing against probably the best team that I've been up against. So it's gonna everything's that much more important. But I think just taking it step by step and not uh, not trying to jump too far ahead and you know, play in that five-minute segment uh, kind of mindset. And, you know, for me, everything I do, I try to lead by example. If you're going to if you're gonna walk or if you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. So I try and go out and back up everything that kind of play the right way and show that this is how we need to do it and this is how we want to play. And that's kind of my mindset for uh, when it comes to that stuff. Um, how important will it be, too, for for these games, you know, still just a little bit shorthanded on, on the forward group uh, of just managing the game and managing the, the minutes in the game and making sure, you know, I know Tim talks about a lot of, of trying to make sure guys don't get overextended um, on shifts because that's when mistakes can happen. And against a team like this, you can't afford to make mistakes. Yeah, 100%. You can't get stuck in your D zone and be playing tired against these guys because they'll they'll roll right through you. So if you get an opportunity where you've been out there for 30 seconds, you get an opportunity to change. You might have to make that change when maybe you had an opportunity to go on, go down the ice and play offense for a chance, but you just got to be responsible. Um, 
it's definitely a lot of it goes into the preparation and make sure you're preparing right throughout the day, what you're eating, what you're drinking, making sure your body's right so that you can play in those big minutes and that you're uh, less fatigued out there when, when it comes to that. Jumping back into the regular season just quickly, the the last weekend there in Wenatchee, um, the the Friday night game, I thought, you know, and I, I've heard a lot from guy from fans who are coming and getting their playoff tickets and, and getting ready for games three and four of they watched that game and you know that was I don't know how how you guys felt but you know it looked like and it felt from from the broadcast booth from those fans watching that that was you know one of the better performances that we've put together this year despite missing you know not having that full lineup uh, it was sixty minutes it was hard hockey. Uh, and against a tough team, when actually might be seventh in this in the interior conference, but they're they're a good hockey team. Yeah, for sure. I thought we had a great game. We came out, got a great start. We scored four goals in the first period, which kind of always helps boost the energy and get things going. But when actually is a great team, they play hard and play physical, and we we matched that all weekend long. And it was that Friday night was kind of a full, almost a full sixty minute effort, I'd say. You know, a little change gears just a little bit you know you're obviously as you mentioned your your 20 year old season coming to to an end here with the playoffs and heading off to to ncaa you know you look back you know you've come a long way all the way from nova scotia you know played in north american hockey league um uh, bchl you know as you look back as the as the end of your junior career now you know slowly coming to an end here do you look back is there any moments or, or individuals that you can look back at and and you know remember as you as you're going through this kind of all these feelings and these processes at the end of your junior career? Yeah, for sure. There's tons of teammates and coaches and friends that I've met, met along the way that I'm thankful for. Um, when I think about going back year by year, when I look at last year, I had a great group of teammates, pretty much with everyone. We were all really close, a great locker room. Um, you know, I played with Zach Michaelis pretty much all season long for, I'd say, I think I played, we counted up 40 out of the 41 games I played, we were on a line together. So when you're taking reps with the same guy in practice every day and you're sitting by that same guy on the bench for the game, you get pretty close. So we definitely had a really good friendship. Um, the year before my first year here, we were living in the pod. So you're you're basically boys with, with everyone. You're right on top of each other all day. So a lot of great teammates on that. Chase Defoe, Nick Roussel, uh, Justin Ross, a couple guys for sure. And then my uh, my first year junior, I can remember playing – when I was 16, I got called up and I played the first game of the season as the uh, another team's home opener. And um, I just remember my first my first game, first shift. Uh, one of our guys went down the wall and just got absolutely smoked. And like five seconds in my first shift, I was just like, "Holy!" Right as I'm like thinking that, some D man comes down the ice and j- auto sheds the guy and jumps the guy, and they're fighting in the corner and stuff like this. Like right into my first game, first shift, and. It was pretty crazy. That was kind of a welcome, welcome the junior moment for me, and I'll always remember that because uh, that was pretty crazy. Who, who, who were you playing that game? I was playing with the Valley Wildcats, and we were playing against the uh, the Picto Crushers. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So t- rough league out that way. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, that for sure. Yeah, and um, you know, so you you know, you look back at 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 that, and now you obviously you know with, uh, playoffs to come and stuff, but you know, we to get the opportunity to talk about it, you know. Are you following the NCAA tournament that's going on now? Have you followed Merrimack and the, and where they how they made their way through through you know their playoffs and whatnot this season? And you know what are you looking forward to most with with that opportunity on the horizon? And as a side note, what uh, what are you taking in college? Yeah, I've uh, I followed it a lot this uh, this past couple of weeks, especially with the tournament coming up. Uh, Merrimack had a great season this year. They were ranked in the top twenty kind of all year long. Um, they, they end up losing in the hockey's final, but they still got a spot in the NCAA tournament. So they were at the NCAA tournament and they, uh, they ended up losing out there, but no, it's going to be a good frozen four with the four teams that, uh, that advanced, uh, I got to see a couple of my buddies play that were playing on uh, national TV, right. When we were in Wenatchee, got to watch that, which was pretty cool, but I'm definitely looking forward to college. And that's kind of a, it's a different, it's a different style in junior You're only playing 34 regular season games. So it's, uh, it's elevated. Every game means a lot, and everyone's so jacked up and ready to go by the time the weekend comes. Because you only get you get thirty four games, where in junior you get fifty four. So you got to make everyone count. Um, I'm also I'm taking business next year. I'm gonna do finance. And and have you had anybody give you any uh, you know what to expect with with road, you know transitioning into that uh, back into that student athlete role uh, heading back to college? 
Yeah, I have. Uh, fortunately, I've got a I've got a lot of buddies and teammates that have been through it, and I know it's definitely the hardest part going back to the classroom. Not looking forward to that, but uh, I'll <laughs> there. Um, I know you do get a great support with it being an athlete. They know that it's you got you get full days and there's travel and stuff involved, so you definitely have a good support system. But I know that'll definitely be probably a bit of a wake up call for me. Well, you'll have a few guys on the team from this year you can call up and they can help you out with some butterfly math and stuff for, yeah, for exactly. business there, right? So Yeah. Yeah, I'll <laughs> out here. Um I, I don't know if I if I missed it, but I think you know, maybe maybe we just looped it in with another question. But um one one specific moment in, in trail is there is there one that I know you talked about uh, playing with Mike last year. Um, is there is there one other moment that maybe you know you you think of that maybe not might not be a popular one that everyone else thinks of, but it's one that that means a lot to you. Yeah, for sure. Um, I remember my first season in the pod when we beat Penticton in that game that was just like the feeling on the bench in the locker room after like that was awesome like that was we really we were really confident we believed after that and like we were really that was just a a pure excitement from everyone um that would definitely be one i definitely think uh going back last year we probably had lots of team bonding stuff away from the rink too that that uh would definitely stand out to me um and even early early this year just doing stuff like going to gyro park and going swimming and playing spike ball and stuff like that. It it might, might not seem like a lot, but it, it really is a lot of fun when you're with your team and meeting new guys and stuff like that. So there's definitely a lot of little things like that, that uh, stand out to me. When you um, obviously, you know, trails, a smaller town, not everyone always hears about it, but um, you know, when you get here, the hockey history, the hockey town, um, just how fun has it been for you to be a part of that and and experience that um, as, as you've gone through your junior career? For sure. Trail's definitely a hockey town, kind of. You know, you go into the store. Like today, I was getting a, a breakfast sandwich at Starbucks, and I didn't even have to say, like, my name and stuff for the order. They just know it. And, like, the fans are great. People will come up to you on the street and in the store and talk to you about it, and they're passionate about it, and it's great to see. And, you know, there's, I've met a lot of great, uh, great people I've here that have been part of trails hockey in the past and have played for the team or have uh, been a part of it in some way. So it's always great to see. And it's just, it's really amazing how great the fan base is here and how passionate they are and how much they want us to succeed. You know, this year you take another step forward in, 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 in your production, you know, you play, you obviously, you know, you, you stay healthy throughout the whole season. You get to play all the games. You, you know, you lead the team in goals, assists and points and, you know, get a few awards there at the end of the year. And is there anything that you can point to that, you know, helped you kind of take that next step this year? Is there anything that you worked on specifically that kind of really shone through in, in, in your season this year? You know, there's a lot of lot of little things that I think I've just always tried to get better. I continue to work at my game every morning um at the rink and the gym and stuff like that but I think for me kind of like a big turning point in my season was just like you know realizing that you know I didn't get to where I am by accident right and just having that confidence to go out and make plays and be that player that I know I am um you know I had a slow start to the season this year I was struggling at the beginning there um but you know when I kind of turned it around I think a lot of it had to do with my mindset and I just I regained confidence in myself and I think that was kind of a huge thing for me uh, you might have had a slow start, but uh, you got pretty consistent. I, I I had to go back and look to see how many games, and it looked like, from my count, and I'm definitely uh, capable of making mistakes, um, it looked like only 14 games this season you were held off the scoreboard in any way. So, um, And then I forget what the total, what was the, what was the point streak got to there by the end? We were, what, 13-game point streak, 25 yeah. points? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So super, super consistent, man. It's been, it's been a pleasure to watch you this year and, and, you know, you take that step. And I think, you know, you mentioned confidence and, you know, thinking about watching you play, you know, Ben says it all the time and, and, you know, you know, you would say hunters, you know, going for a skate and you can see when you get that puck in the offensive zone, you can see the confidence in you where you're, you know, you're grabbing that puck, you're skating around, you're looking, you're, you're trying to dish or you're, you can just see your oozing confidence when you get the puck there and, and definitely a big part of your game now. And, um, 
I, I, I just have to say it's been a real pleasure watching you take that next step this year and, and looking forward to, uh, to what you're able to accomplish, not only here in the, in the coming at the playoffs, but, you know, heading into Merrimack and, and following your journey there too. So I uh, just wanted to get that in before, uh, before we finish up. Thank you. It means a lot. I really appreciate that. Uh, just finally, I think, you know, obviously I want to echo everything that, that Rob said, but, um, you know, hopefully this, you know, it's not, um, not a short playoff journey and it, it's, it's one that, um, is one for the history books. I think, uh, I think, you know, I know you guys have had a lot of talks this week and, um, a lot of people like to bring up, you know, couch and Valley beat, beating Penticton not too long ago. Penticton was a, was the top team 16 versus one, uh, that year. And, Cowichan got the job done in, in, in five, six games. Uh, I think it was five games. might've been six. Uh, either way, it was, it was by far one of the, the biggest updates in, in the BCHL has seen and um, no discredit to, to last year's group, but I, I do feel a little bit more confident going in this year with, with the group. And despite the injuries that, you know, there's, there's a chance there's, you know, can't can't you know overlook the fact that there, there, there's an underdog element to it, but there's a chance, and, and I hope you guys are embracing that and, and are ready to go. Yeah, for sure. I think we've definitely kind of embraced that, and we're uh, you know we're fully bought in to do it. We got our playoff mullets today, so we're uh, we're already. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely think that this is something that we want, especially I know like having a lot of talks with the older guys. Like this is our last our last run at it. Like we're gonna give it everything we got and make it make it count right and this is uh something that I, we're all we're probably more excited for than anything and we just want to kind of jump into it and play some playoff hockey i wasn't going to bring up the mullet because i could i could see it and i saw it saw tegan's tegan's isn't great but tegan's is, is okay keegs <laughs> keegs is good uh just yeah. seeing some of the mullets around today um how did that come about was that just a spur of the moment decision that you guys decided that you wanted to do something one last thing as a team before playoffs yeah. Yeah, it really was. It was uh, I just talked about on Monday, and then that Monday, a couple guys just went out and did it, and they were like, "Hey, we're all doing it!" Like, and we uh, we got every single player, so that's uh, that'll be pretty cool to see. Couldn't couldn't talk any of the coaches into it though, eh? No, we couldn't. <laughs> Joe was close, so we got a we got a, we got a deal with Joe. If we win the series, he's going to shave his mustache. So, that'll oh be wow, good. that's yeah. that's motivation right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just gonna, th- just gonna throw Stacks out the broadcaster on board with that uh, one too. Yeah, should oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throw out the broadcaster wasn't invited to get a mullet, but I won't hold it against you guys. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, you got to clear out the locker room more, Benny. You're gonna come down. This is this is true. This is true. Yeah. Um, Brady, I was a. It's a pleasure um, as always having you on and and chatting with you um, throughout the years now. Um, Hopefully we, we we get to talk again here before uh, before the season really comes to a close and um, who knows maybe we're we're talking prepping for a, a BCHL final uh, next time on, on the podcast but it's been a pleasure uh, I can want to echo everything that, that Rob has said watching you develop over the last three years from when he came in um, during that pod season to to where you are now I uh, can't wait to, to see what's next for you at Merrimack when whenever that uh, or obviously it's going to come around in September but whenever that uh, transition officially happens from being a smoker to, to being a college hockey player um, and just can't wait for game one yeah thanks Ben I appreciate it and I'm, I'm super stoked and hopefully we're talking again before the league finals hopefully I might have to pull you off the pull you pull you off at an intermission interview there at some point here at yeah, three or yeah. four so yeah Perfect, Brady. Uh, thanks so much for doing this. Best of luck in, in the postseason here to, to not just you, but the, the entire team. Um, and, and looking forward to it. Yeah, thank you, guys. Huge thanks to Brady for joining us here on the podcast and for you know giving us his thoughts on, on his 20-year-old career and, and um, just the, the mentality of the group getting ready here for Friday. You know, we, we talked just before the break of how excited we are. Um, obviously the, the guys are excited. Um, I think they're just excited about the chance that Joe gets to shave his mustache. That's, that's what I think they're gunning for, if we're being honest. And the mullet have a reason to rock a mullet. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Always get excited for the chance to rock a mullet, right?
Yeah. <laughs> my, my young, my youngest rider, he's gonna, he's gonna be upset. He sh- he cut his mullet back here recently. When he sees this, he's gonna be wish he had it back. Oh. <laughs> well, no, he, but great to have his done for his, for his playoffs. Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah. was rocking and hanging out the back there for for a lot of his too. So I don't know. <laughs> I had I remember having one too at one point. I had the long curly hair. It's not so long and not so much anymore. But uh, I, I can't get involved in the mullet. Uh, the mullet. You said game it, not anymore. me. You said hey. it, not me. Hey, no point. It's pretty obvious, man. <laughs> pretty obvious. <laughs> it's not one of those uh, things you can hide. Well, you could try, but then it looks worse. <laughs> but no, it was great to talk with Brady. You know, like I say, it's strange to be that we haven't had him on. Uh, for as long as we hadn't, but uh, you know, I obviously haven't the chance to talk to him during the games and around the rink there too. So, uh, just a, a good guy. I got a chance to to chat with him there at the end of, on the ice afterwards um, after the last home game, which was good. Um, and and I think it was Dad and his was there and, and came up and, and said hi and um, you know just a you know a great guy. I really look forward to what uh, you know his future looks like. I think his game, his speed, his vision. You know, as we mentioned, the confidence that he's coming into, if he can transition that to the NCAA game, um, really bodes well for for him having a, a great opportunity there as well. And, and look forward to seeing what he can do with that. And uh, hopefully the guys with the with the butterfly math can help him out with his with his business courses as he moves forward, because, uh, yeah, he seems uh, a little ner- little more nervous on the on the school side than he is on the hockey side right now. But uh, I, I'm sure he's going to be perfectly fine and do well as he uh, moves on. The the work ethic that Brady has, I know not a lot of people see it. And he talks about it. He, you know, he's in he's at the rink every day um, by nine o'clock, let's say. I think and nine o'clock's maybe a little bit late or or so, but let's say average nine o'clock doesn't. Nobody leave believes till... you're there at nine o'clock, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you saying? <laughs> Next question. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm trying to have a wholesome moment here about Brady. Um, <laughs> no, he he's always here early. He's always one of the last guys to leave. Um, he's either in the gym in the morning during the morning sessions. He's or he's on the ice shooting pucks, working on on different drills on whatever whatever he's determined to work on that day. If he's not in the gym, he's on the ice practice. Um, you know, two to three thirty. Then he's back in the gym afterwards, working out again, and you know doesn't leave till about five thirty, some some days. And it's, you know, not a lot of people see that. Not a lot of people. Um, I know some people will be down at the arenas and they'll get to see that, but not everybody gets to see it on a day to day basis like, like we do. In the fact of just the dedication for him to constantly want to be better, to constantly want to be the best that he possibly can be, and like you said, he's excited to play against some of the best that the BCHL has to offer. And unfortunately that's in Penticton, but this year that's what the best the BCHL has to offer. And he's excited at that challenge. He's excited to play playoff hockey. You know, you, you mentioned about him, you know, hitting the gym and stuff. And, you know, you take a look at year over year and, and changes in his game. And I think his ability to, to maintain possession of the puck and his stability and, and, and board work, which allows him then to release and create that room with his speed and, and the additional speed that he seems to have gotten this year. Um, you know, obviously, you know, that's something that he's been working on. Obviously he's putting in the time because you see that development year out, year over year for him. Um, but when you talk about, you know, looking forward, obviously they're not going to say, well, we don't really, not really looking excited to play them. You know, you're not going to get that type of comment out of a player, but you know, when we do these these interviews and we can see them on the screen and you can see the you know the the excitement and the actual like look on their face of like you know really wanting to, to and and looking forward to this challenge that's the type of mentality you want in a player when you're when you're looking at building a lineup and, and guys that you want to go to war with and battle with and you can see it in his face when he when he was making those comments of you know wanting to 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 go into these games and 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 do the best that they can and, and to battle and compete. And, you know, I, I just think he's an all around, you know, good character guy that, you know, has continued to develop and his skill set is catching up to, to the character and he's seeing results on the ice, uh, you know, year over year now. And I just think that he's got a lot of opportunity moving forward into next year and, and, and at the college level. And I think he's still got a, a little bit of, a little bit of something to show here heading into the playoffs. So um, yeah, it should be exciting. Yeah, I know he was itching at the opportunity to try and play last year, and it just wasn't wasn't feasible. And 
Um, obviously, he had to come back this year, and and like he said too, like he was a little bit slow to start the year. And I think, I think you know, not too often that you hear players you know openly admit I was you know not not good to start the year and, and things like that. Um, but he says it there. I was had a slow start to the year. I wasn't um, what I what I knew I could be. And I think you just did the math. He had forty, you know, in forty games had sixty two points this year because he was only held off the board fourteen times. Um, and you think to that too, there was handful of games at the start of the year where he wasn't getting getting any points um and it was it was just his line mates that were um that were putting the puck in the, in the net i mean he was he was a catalyst for it but it just seemed he was just off the getting the assistant off the best of what he has been lately um uh, but again close to playing last year had to get over the confidence of, of coming back from an injury and he, and he showed that he, he showed that this year and um i think you know, he talks about also the the leadership group and the twenty year olds and them talking this week about looking back on their junior careers and as well of this is their last crack at it too. You know, like they don't want to go out without a fight. And I and I know um that all all the leadership group, you know, Nick Remesong, as we've talked about, might not have an A on his jersey, but uh without a doubt he's a leader on this group. Um uh, maybe a silent leader, but a leader in that locker room. Um all five of them are making sure everybody's ready to go. Yeah, and I think, you know, you never you, – you're in your 20th year. You obviously want to go out, you know, winning a championship. And, you know, that's the, you know, that's the, way, that's the way you kind of maybe try to picture it of what the, the end goal is all, always is. But, you yeah. know, if you can find the victory and, and, you know, looking at an opportunity here to knock off what's is arguably – the number one junior A team in the entire country and an opportunity to go in and, and, and try to steal, steal a series from them. Um, and, or, and, or just put up one heck of a fight and, and, and make, make it very difficult for them to, to try to continue their season. Um, that's something you can hang your hat on and you can kind of walk out, you know, with a, with an accomplishment there. Cause you know, you're up yeah. against it. There's not, there's no questions. You wouldn't want it to be easy. Um, but I think there's something to, to be said of, of something for these these 20 year olds, which when you look at and you hope to be this way, but you look at your 20 year olds on this team and they're all not just the the older guys on the team, but they are, you know, the leaders of this team and are, you know, all are, are on the same page of we're going to go to war this week um, with an opportunity here to, to, to make something special happen. And, you know, we'll worry about what what happens after that, but they're going to they're all going to get together and go to war. So. Um, I think it should be should be an interesting uh, week of week of hockey coming up. I think, I think we've 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 said what we need to on that point, and um, obviously, if anyone has uh, has anyone else anything that they like to uh, want us to talk about further, we can always try and bring it up on the next episode. And of course, love everyone to just share their thoughts. But um, let's take a look, especially on Ben the... getting a mullet. We'd like to yeah. maybe do a fan vote on that. <laughs> hey, what happened to uh, to to you taking a shot on me here? Like, what, when's that happening? Hey, no one told me you were gonna put the gear on and get on the ice, man. You gotta let me know. I was on the gear on Monday. I was in the gear on Monday. And did I know? Uh, fair enough. <laughs> it's, it's the mullet scenario all over again. Um, around the BCHL, let's start in the in the Coastal Conference. Um, Langley's gonna play in the Um, You know, Langley definitely. You know, one of the the Coastal Conference finalists last year. Um, oh, Are we on. doing predictions here? We can. There we go. Okay. All right. Uh, then I was going to play Langley in the first round. L- l- let's go through them and then we'll go back and we'll do predictions. Oh, okay. Uh, Surrey Powell River. I'm excited for that series. Powell River's been on a bit of a tear as of late to, to get into the playoffs and they've beaten Surrey a handful of times over that run as well. So that's an interesting series. Uh, Victoria, Alberni Valley, two teams that are very close together. Um, Aoyan Ashton Young has been lights out in net for Victoria this year. Hoyt Stanley on the back end defensively has been very good. Um, that's a, that's an interesting team for Victoria. Alberni Valley's continued to get better um, as the as the years gone on. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to pick a, a winner out of that series. And then Coquitlam Chilliwack. Coquitlam Chilliwack has been um, another series where there's not much to separate those two teams. Um, very similar to how the interior conference finished up. Um, Coquitlam Chilliwack were right there battling for who would get home ice, uh, going into, into the, 
into the postseason as Rob grabs pen and paper to have permanent record of this in case I cut it out of the podcast later. <laughs> hey, you just don't worry about what I'd be doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rob, you get to start with your predictions <laughs> on the Coastal side. All right. All right. So which one are we start? Where are we starting at? Start one eight. So we got what Nanaimo and Langley. I I Nanaimo. I'll tell Gideon Hill you weren't uh, you weren't very uh, thrilled with with the option, but all right. I just Nanaimo's been it just been so good this year and consistent. I You're don't right. know if I. I Lang- it's, Langley's it's very a young similar. Team. It's yeah. very similar to to Trail Penticton at this point. It's you know. Uh, it's going to be an uphill battle for Langley to, to pull that one out again. There's a chance. There's always a chance, but I, I let, I think the is too consistent. I think they take that one in five games. Okay. Okay. I should be writing this down too, just in case you change your answers. <laughs> no, no, no trust here between the broadcasters. Hey, eh? no, not at all. <laughs> uh, so am I going through all of them then first? And then yeah, you, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, what do you think? Should I just rattle it off? Yeah, you go. You go with what you think. Nanaimo Langley. Go back. Uh, I think Nanaimo in four. Nanaimo in four. All right. So we got Surrey and Powell River. I like the Eagles, and I like them in six. They don't have Pulver. Powell River's beating them with Pulver. Powell River in six. Six. Okay. I already wrote down Powell River. I knew you were going that way. You just strung it out for for the audience. I knew what you were doing there. You said you couldn't figure out how you're going to pick between Alberni Valley and Victoria. Yeah. And I said I do. I yeah, you go don't? The, oh, I know exactly. I got to go with the Bulldogs and for no other reason. Sorry, Victoria. For no other reason than I love the Bulldogs logo. <laughs> yeah, I'm that guy. And they're going to do it in six games. You have AV and six. Yep. AV and seven. Halberny Valley and seven. And I got Chilliwack. Yeah, I got Chilliwack too. And I'm going to take him in. I think that's going to be, uh, I think I'm going to say seven. Chilliwack in five. So we're going to do this. You get a point for the team and you get a point if you get the games right as well. You get two points if you get the games right. Okay. You had Chilliwack in seven, right? Yeah. All right. All right, so to the Interior Conference, the best conference in all of junior hockey, and that's undisputed. Um, well, obviously, Trail Penticton. <laughs> maybe we should not vote on this one. We'll see. I don't know. Um, oh, oh, we're, we're, we're picking, but you're going first. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Cranbrook-Wenatchee, that one I'm very excited for. Yeah. Wenatchee-Vernon. Or pardon me, West Kelowna Vernon, and then Salmon on Prince George. There's not much separating those four teams. Um, let's start at the bottom of the table and work our way up. There so that way, go. we'll finish with with uh, <laughs> with with trail trail Perfect. bees. So I start uh, yeah. Prince George Salmon. Oh, good. Um, okay, we do have people listening, so you can't take forever. Come on. <laughs> Prince George in, we might well we'll edit this together. Uh, Prince George in six. All right. Well, I'm gonna go Prince George as well. I think uh, Selkirk College head coach alumni Alex Evans gonna pull that one out. In uh, I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna say he's gonna make it happen in five games. Okay. Vernon wins in five over West Kelowna. Vernon in five. I also think Vernon, but I think it's going to go seven. Interesting. Okay. I Yeah, Vernon's been playing some really good hockey as of late. Um, they're a hard team to beat, hard team to score on. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're just too, 
too solid right through their entire lineup. And I think they're going to be a little more, uh, I think West Kelowna has been a little too inconsistent at times in my opinion. Okay. Both good teams. Like I, like I said, there's not a lot to separate a lot of these teams, but yeah. when you look at head-to-head, I think Vernon takes that one. Wenatchee Cranbrook. Oh, this is tough. Wenatchee wins this. Wenatchee wins this. Wenatchee okay. wins this. Look okay. at the season series. Look at the way these two teams have played, played each other. Yeah, Wenatchee okay. seems to have Cranbrook's number, but they, right. they played some good games. All right. And I want to say Wenatchee in six. Six. I think it's going to go seven, but I think Wenatchee in six. Just for the the point of this. I'm going to disagree, so we're going to be keeping an eye on this one. I think it's going to be Cranbrook. Why don't you and, just move there, then? And I, do, you, do you bleed green or what? Come on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, had to, I, had, I, I knew that was coming, and I was just going to burn you. Yep. Just because I have a hat. Don't don't. Uh, hey, yeah. don't make don't make poor bets. I don't know. Uh, apparently, right? Yeah. Let me down. Cranbrook in five. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Aerie's back, right? Yep. Yeah. I think I think Aerie goes on a run that series and drives the wild crazy. I think I I yeah. I think Aerie steals. I think I think Aerie steals that series. series. It is. It is for sure. I just, I think, I think Aerie steals that series. Yeah. I don't think. And I steal, by steal, I don't mean like they shouldn't win. I just mean like he stars in that series and just. Yeah. But he could let me down. We'll see. Yeah. I, you know what? (laughs) It's, it's, it could honestly go either way because you're, you're right. But it's, I mean, it's not that Cranbrook's dropped games lately or has been playing bad, but they've also been in that we're finishing second in the interior conference for quite some time. Their, their place was safe. Was there, is there a little bit of com- complacency there? I don't think Ryan Donald let, no, lets that happen. I was going to say the exact same thing. I don't think he lets that happen. I don't think that happens, they're, but... They're too structured. All, they're too disciplined, and I think... When Ashley's had the their way with them this year. Hey, hey, hey. When, when, when That's why they got to play the games. You're right. They got to play the games. You're right. Um, right. Moment of truth. Here's the big one. Moment of truth. Does he go for the bracket, or does he go for his, you know, what he what he feels in his heart? So I, so okay, so I'll (laughs) I'll pick two because I've got two. I've got two. My heart says. My heart says trail in seven. My gut says Penticton in six. And your pick is. <laughs> nice try. How to get kicked out of trail one oh one. I can't I can't bring myself to say it. I honestly can't. All right. So Penticton and how many? No, trail and seven. Trail and seven. All right. Trail and seven. All right. Well. I'll give you uh, I'll give you a get out of jail free on this one. So we either both get the points or neither gets the points because I'm going trail in seven as well. Wow. Just <clears throat> sucking up to the fan base, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no quarter given. No quarter given. Got to go with the hometown team. Got to support them. Got to back them. Correct. Got to have the hope. Got to have the faith. Got to have the, uh, you know, the expectations that, you know, I always love a, a good, you know, David versus Goliath type battle. Um, always love the underdog. Always love the, the scrappy required game to be played in the heart and soul effort put on the ice. That's what I'm hoping to see. Regardless of the outcome, I think it's going to be a great series and I'm looking forward to it. That's why, again, like I ha- there's a gut feeling that's going. That's so I should I should clarify what I said. I have a gut feeling it's going now six games. Now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have a gut feeling it's going six gonna games. Gonna edit it all. Six, six games, but I don't. I'm not confident where it's at at six games, which is why I I do say trail in seven because there is that you know that feeling that if you get to six games, you know who knows how the series has gone by that point. Maybe you steal game six. You, you absolutely steal game six. 
You're telling me if you're not going back to Penticton for Game 7 that Penticton is absolutely in no man's land because yeah, they shouldn't be there. But even if by they, all, even if they lose stands. two of the first four. Correct. And it ends up being a, a best of three. They're in the same situation. I Spokey think so. Just and so exactly. And so, like, I think that's the that's got to be. You can't look at this as a seven game series of ah. There's no you know, Penticton hasn't lost three games all year. You know, there's no way Trail's going to beat them four games. No, it's two two game series. You got to split them, and then you got to split them. Yeah, and if you can do that, boy, I mean, look out. Yeah, and and, and I don't want to. You know, I know there's there's Penticton, Pentictonites that listen to this, and um, <laughs> is that what I'm they're sure called? they're yeah, apparently. Uh, and I'm sure they're going. Ah, you guys are just being homers, and you don't have it. You don't have any faith <laughs> yes. in the in the yes, ability. Yes, we are. <laughs> you have any faith in the ability of the V's to to fight through adversity? I hate to say it, but we've seen it before, and it hasn't ended up well for Penticton. They're they're a fantastic team this year. They're a great team this year, um, but I hope they come crashing down. And we're going to leave it at that before I before and, anything else gets said. Well, I, I'm well, I'm going to I'm going to say the last thing on it then. All right. Doesn't the whole playoff picture become that much more interesting if they are knocked out? Correct. So, so, and that's, and that's the thing. You look like, at this. Like, look at our picks here. If if, if, if if any of these come true, let's say PG, Vernon. Ah, hey, I picked the underdog in almost every series. Look at that. Okay. Um, trail gets through in seven. Okay. They end up playing uh, PG in the second round. Like, <laughs> is that not uh, an incredibly favorable series? Or let's say like West say, Kona if, gets if through. If they knock it, out it, Penticton in the first one, it's wide open at that point. You know yeah. what I mean? That's yeah. that's the difference, right? Like everyone's expecting Penticton to have the opportunity to sweep their way right through to the right finals to the final. again. Yeah. You know, you know. Obviously, if they face, you know, Cranbrook has given them a really good go, so you know yeah. there is top opportunity and maybe the conference finals or something. But everybody's kind of expecting them to sweep their way right through. Yeah. You knock off the V's, and all of a sudden, it's wide open on both sides. Like everybody's looking at this, like, wow, chance to be this is something. Chance. This is something more interesting. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, that's our playoff preview. Uh, Jordan Henry committing to the Water, uh, Waterloo University, uh, University of Waterloo Warriors uh, this week. Um, stay tuned, potentially a couple more for the Smoke Eaters um, and some of their players moving on to college hockey um, next season as well. Uh, Starting to see um, more and more player recruitment announcements. Another hey. one of those uh, in in the in the pipes. So yeah, uh, hold on to that stuff. We need we need content for down the road. Don't give it right. that away. Main camp or playoffs. spring spring camp coming up, but that's uh, that might have to get moved if we're in the second round of the playoffs. So um, let's leave it at that. Rob, as always, a pleasure. Playoff preview. Playoffs start Friday. It's playoff time, Rob. It's it's the best time uh, you know for us as broadcasters players for fans game one friday in penticton game two saturday in penticton guess what games three and four back here in trail tuesday and wednesday at kaminko the historic kaminko arena get your tickets at tickets at trailsmoviders.com uh come into the smoviders office you pick them up then as well or uh at the door on game day season ticket holders have until noon on each game day to pick up their reserved seats playoff I, challenge i just you know, playoff challenge Playoff challenge. Fill out your bracket as well. Let us know. Orange, no. Orange faces. I want Ooh. orange face paint. Orange face paint in the stands. Get your war paint on. The guys are going to war this week. We want to see you bleed in orange. But orange paint on the faces. Let's go. Should be a great time. Uh, game three, game four at Kamiko. Uh, can't wait for the energy and the excitement the trail brings to the Kamiko Arena. Thanks for tuning in once again to this episode of the Smoke Show Podcast, powered by Casker Kia. Looking forward to the BCHL playoffs. Looking forward to seeing everybody back in Kaminko and supporting the boys as they push Penticton to the brink. Thanks for tuning in. And over. And over. <laughs> Had to throw it in. Uh, thanks for tuning in once again. We'll talk uh, after the games. Uh, don't hesitate to reach out uh, if you're listening during games one and two. 
Uh, I know there's some fans traveling there as well for that. Uh, looking forward to seeing everybody. It's time. It's time to bleed Orange Trail. Let's go. The BCHL playoffs. Games three and four back in trail. Game one Friday. We'll talk then. The Smoke Show was produced at Trail Smoke Eaters Hockey. Hosting and research, Ben Phillips. Co-host, Rob Squires. Produced by Jeff Fontes. Theme music by Jason Shaw. Check out Trail Smoke Eaters on social media at BCHL Smoke Eaters. For everything Trail Smoke Eaters, head to trailsmokeeaters.com.